Welcome to Tech Talk for Teachers. I'm your host, Paul Beckerman. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. What's in the toolkit? What? What is in the toolkit? What's in the toolkit? Check it out. The topic of today's episode is creating with video. Last week, I talked about the power of creation in our classrooms and schools. Today, I'm going to zoom in and start a series of episodes highlighting specific ways that we can infuse creativity into learning. My first topic is one of my favorites, creating with video. When I first started teaching, video production was clunky and often impractical. It required me to check out the one or two VHS video cameras we had in our school library, figure out how to have 30 students share those two cameras, and then patch two VCRs together to edit the footage into something that sort of resembled a finished product. It was fun, and I loved it, but it was challenging. Fast forward to today and our students have access to more powerful video recording and editing equipment in their phones than were once available in a full production studio. The impact of this is incredible. Students both access and create video every day. They stream movies or YouTube videos. They record and upload videos to social media. They share them with their friends. They even publish them as video podcasts. Our students live in a video world that we can use to push them to new heights of creativity in our classrooms. For our episode today, we'll look at several video recording and production tools, as well as some ways that you can integrate those production tools into your classroom. Let's start with tools. What are some cool tech tools I can use? Two tips! Instructional technology. First, you're going to need some recording equipment. Cell phones are your most convenient option. If students are able and willing to use their phones as video cameras, you're pretty much ready to record. Phones provide really good video capture features. There are a couple things to consider if you go this route. First, make sure that all students have access to some kind of recording tool and make arrangements for students who may not have access to a phone. You want everyone to be included. Perhaps you can find parents who would be willing to donate old phones or you might be able to check out equipment from your library media center. Second, you'll want to provide options for moving the video from the phone to an editing application. This might mean uploading it to Google Drive or downloading it to a tablet or computer, but think through this step. If you don't want to use cell phones, you can also use cameras on classroom devices. If your students have access to Chromebooks, tablets, or computers, you can have them use the built-in internal cameras to capture video. This works really well if students are recording themselves speaking. Now, if you're recording a larger staged scene, students will just need to be a little creative with where they place their camera and how they prop it up to capture the scene. Related to the last option is the use of screen capture software. Sometimes the video students want to capture is on the computer screen itself. In this case, screen capture software like Loom, Screencastify, and Screencast-O-Matic work great. These products can capture both the screen and video from the internal camera at the same time for a picture-in-picture effect. It gives students lots of options. With any of these choices, if you don't have enough devices for all students, you can have them pair up or work in groups. In some ways, this can be a better experience than having students work alone with their own devices. Not only do students then need to be creative, but they also must practice their collaboration and communication skills. Next, students are going to need some kind of software. 
If your students are working on Apple devices, they likely have free access to iMovie, which is a really great full-featured editing suite. So if you're an Apple district, I suggest starting with iMovie. WeVideo is another great option. This is a powerful online video editing tool that works in your browser. It allows you to export up to five minutes of video per month on the free plan. ClipChamp is similar. This free online editor is quite robust and offers a variety of effects like subtitles, filters, and slow motion. The free version allows webcam videos up to five minutes in length, and you can export the finished video in standard definition. Seesaw is another option. This student portfolio tool has a built-in video capture option. This is best for a quick five-minute recording with no editing, but it does allow students to integrate video into their projects within Seesaw. Plus, it's really easy. Even the youngest learners can use this well. And one final software option that I'll share is Flip. Now, this used to be Flipgrid. With this free online tool, students can create video for use in a video discussion thread. So this one's a little different than the other options. But still, students can record, edit, and respond to video within the one app. And teachers can monitor that activity. While there are far too many options to list here, these can be some good places to start. So next, let's look at some integration ideas. How do I use, How do I use Integration inspiration. Integration ideas. The technology is good but it's really meaningless without good integration ideas. The power is how you use the technology to enhance learning. Let's look at seven quick ways you can integrate video into your classroom. First, show and tell. Students can use both visuals and their words to communicate and practice speaking. Number two, tell a story or create a documentary. Students can write a script, create visuals and props, and perform or narrate their story. It's a great way to facilitate and share learning. Number three, video presentations. Students can use videos to share what they've learned, communicate the results of research, teach back a concept, or connect course content to a personal experience. These are all powerful learning experiences for students to have. Four, personal reflections. Video reflections can remove barriers that some students may feel when communicating with writing. It also allows students to connect themselves to the content and combine self-reflection with creative expression. Reflection in almost all its forms is a really powerful part of the learning process. Number five, create newscasts. It works great to have students write and produce stories in groups, and then you can combine them into a full class production. This brings the work of the class together into one final product. Number six, Narrated slideshows. This works best with screencasting software, and in this approach, students create a slideshow of images and then record themselves narrating and explaining the pictures as they show them. You can have them embed their face in the corner with video of them explaining it, or they can produce it with just their voice. And number seven, how-to videos. This works great for teach-back activities where students must show or teach how to do something. Math teachers use this often. It works great in physical education or shop or art. Music is a great option for this. Anything where the student would be showing you how they do something visually. So if your course is performance-based, this might be a great option for you. Again, there are far too many options to share in this short podcast episode. If you'd like to learn more about today's topic, I'd encourage you to go to avidopenaccess.org and search for the article titled Imagine, 
Record, Create, the power of video and student creation. You'll find many more tools and integration ideas posted in that article. And of course, be sure to join Rena Winston and me every Wednesday for our full-length podcast, Unpacking Education, where we are joined by exceptional guests and explore education topics that are important to you. Thanks for listening, take care, and thanks for all you do. You make a difference.